Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. And I am one tired today. I had a nice long run, but also I'm exhausted from watching the 100K world record attempt. And oh, wow, that was riveting. I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't watch the start. I watched a chunk of the middle and then we went out for a family walk, had lunch, not lunch out, but we then came back and ate lunch. Um, and then I caught the last maybe 20 minutes of that event and uh, whoa, <laughs> so, so brutal to watch uh, Jim. Uh, spoiler alert, if anyone uh, hasn't seen the race or doesn't know the result already, um, pause it, I guess, or maybe come back to the live stream later, um, but I'm going to talk about it because it just happened and it's on my mind and it's sports so i feel like sports like you don't get to do like spoiler alert but um yeah i can't i could i couldn't believe he just missed it i mean i mean it was incredible what an incredible effort but uh before we talk a little bit more about that let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast hopefully by now anyone listening on the audio version uh will have seen the results and uh, knows what i'm talking about already so you don't have to worry about that and I uh, hope you guys are having a good run. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, same goes for you too. Uh, you guys too. If you haven't seen uh, any of the coverage from the, the Project Carbon X2 100K attempt, um, go check that out first and then come back and, and then we can talk about it a little bit more here. Uh, Frank starts us off with the comments today saying, Wamsley missing by 11 seconds might be the most painful thing I've ever watched on YouTube. Yeah, for real. I mean... Um, it reminds me of the Gary Robbins video where dreams go to die, like where he just misses hitting like that, um, that barrier, you know, it's just like the, it was like the exact same thing, that gut punch feeling. And then you could see it, you could see it in Jim when he crossed the finish line. Like he just kind of like stood there and it looked like someone just like punched him in the chin, you know, and he just kind of like staggered and stopped for a second. Like he just didn't have anything. Well, I'm surprised that he could even stand. I mean, it was uh, just absolutely uh, incredible, but gut wrenching too, because he had this giant, he had this giant straightaway to come down, and um, you could just, you could, I mean, at first I'm like, oh, it looks like he's got a long way to cover, and I don't know if he's gonna make it, but I'm like, but I think he's gonna make it. Everyone's talking about he just has to cruise in, it's gonna be fine, just float in, you'll be fine, just kind of keep going, just don't let the wheels fall off. But then like. It got closer, and we were like two and a half. They were like, he's got a half mile left. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to make it. Because uh, I, I was just like, ah, that doesn't seem right. Um, and then he did miss it by 11 seconds. Yeah, Dr. Fong says, got to feel bad for Walmsley, but this will propel him to become a much stronger runner. I mean, I certainly hope so. I don't, I mean, on the, on the one hand, my first instance is like, how do you recover from that? But then, and like Im immediately after that, I'm like, but you got so much strength there to draw from, you know? So like, it's not, it's, it feels like a loss because he didn't get it, but it's an incredible achievement. Walter Souza says, 11 seconds, that looked like a lifetime. I know, I know. My chest was hurting for him. What a bummer, for sure. What a great sentiment. Frank says, if the fence had been three inches to the left, he probably would have had it. Oh yeah. I mean, is that what happened to his arm? Like I, I didn't, I didn't. They didn't explain that as he's coming down the uh, the straightaway, or even in the last 20 minutes. 
And I remember looking at him. I'm like, oh, this might just be because I'm looking at it on my phone. And maybe that's just a glitch. And then I'm like, oh, does he have KT tape on his shoulder? I'm like, what did he do that he needs KT tape on there? And I was like, I don't think I saw him with that on early in the race. And so then I, then I was just like, oh, he has a gash on his shoulder. What's going on? Oh, man. I didn't realize that's what happened. John is here. Says, "Hey everyone, John, I saw you in in the in the in the comments uh, of the uh, CarbonX2 event. That was an interesting place to be." Uh, Philip says, "Hi everyone, passively listening and trying to catch some sleep. All right, heard listening to Mike can be pretty relaxing. I've been told many times that I put people straight to sleep, so hopefully that'll work for you, Philip." Uh, and it says, "Hi Kafuzi and everyone, longest 11 seconds ever. Yeah, the live chat was so different to vibe on here." For sure, for sure. I mean, I immediately got on there and um, I recognized a lot of names. I saw Ben Y in there. I saw John in there. Um, I saw a Vegan Runner in there. Uh, lots of people that I recognize from here. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I started recognizing some other names. Names that used to be here and used to be in the comments, but that have been blocked by many people's requests or just because they're harassing me. So then I was like, oh, this is where people come. And then I was like, and then there's all these other people that are just feeding off it. And I'm like, ah, oh, wow. I mean, what do, you, what do you do? You come in for this for like five minutes, or type a couple of nasty things, and then like leave? Is that the deal? But then I, when I came back to it later, like six hours later, those people were still there, still like stirring pots. And I'm like, can you imagine being this person in real life? Like their cortisol levels must just be through the roof because everywhere they go is just people like sniping back at them because they've sniped first, you know? And it's just like, ugh. Oh their lives just must be so miserable i feel so bad for them um but yeah it was a nasty place i i i mean i would say probably some of the most i mean like it's funny because i was just watching ben park's video and he was talking about form and people he watches because he admires their form and Jim walmsley was one of them and then the last 20 minutes of that 100k attempt where he's still clocking off miles at six minutes uh per mile um people are like ah his form's terrible and i'm just like what what are you guys talking about like he's one of the prettiest strides i've ever seen he runs like a deer um he just has so much pop to his legs and then um earlier on in the coverage when they were looking at camille heron i'm like someone had it right when they were like everyone here commenting on camille heron's form has obviously never seen her run before and i'm like i am not like a trail running ultra running enthusiast but i know who that is and I've seen her run before, and I'm like, that's how she runs. And she's one of the best runners in the world. So I'm like, you know, everyone's like, you know, she's got some valgus deformity going on. She's got to work on that. And I'm like, what? Uh, you're an expert enough to, to be able to diagnose someone from watching them on an internet live stream, but you're not, you don't know enough to know who that is? I, I don't know. It was just such a weird place. And I'm so thankful for you guys because there's no way this live stream would continue to exist if those people came here. So like, I was just, I was just like, oh, so thankful for you guys. So thankful for you guys after watching what was going on in there. Ah. Uh, Steven Gerdes said, yo, 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 fellow Kafuzians. Good to see you, Steven. And uh, Frank says, yeah, it was weird. One of the biggest trolls in there looked like it was the official count of Swiss Peaks races. Yeah, what's, I don't know what Swiss Peaks is. But like people were like, is this the official account? Why are you guys so grumpy today? I didn't say grumpy. That's my word. But people were grumpy. People were just wanting to be cantankerous. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, 
you know, it was just a, a really crazy vibe. A really, really crazy vibe. Um, yeah, Lajana said lots of trolls in the chat. Didn't like that at all, for sure. There was definitely no one in there moderating. I felt like there should should have been someone in there. I mean, I feel like, you know, that's something that I would have gladly have volunteered for um, had they reached out, you know. I mean, they did reach out to me. I mean, that's today I ran in the Carbon X2, so I had a chance to run in them today as well. That's the shoe that was supposed to have been sent to me like a month ago, but then with the Chicago, Iowa kind of address stuff, um, you know, it got kind of lo kind of got lost in the mix. So I didn't have a chance. I only got them. I got them at, in the mail after the live stream yesterday. So I hurried up and filmed the B-roll for the shoes last night, and then I ran in them today. Um, and I would have enjoyed uh, having more of a role. I mean, even just being like, you know, you could put someone in timeout for a little bit, you know. That would have been a really useful thing, just to be like, you're in timeout for like 20 seconds. Um, and I think the best way to do that, and I don't know if YouTube features does, I don't remember exactly how it works, is if like one of those trolls, um, like if you, when you mute them for like, put them in timeout, like if they don't know that they're in timeout. So they're just still typing and like, how come no one's reacting to me? Like that, like that just to me is like, seems like a very fitting way to address a troll. But yeah, it was, it was a, um, it, yeah, I definitely didn't enjoy that aspect of it. What I did enjoy though, was at the end in that last 15 minutes is just seeing like the flood of chat um, that was everyone just encouraging and cheering from wherever in the world that they were. It was just so awesome. I mean, I saw everybody in there. Um, so it was cool. I saw Ginger Runner in there. Seth was in there. Andy, um, everyone else that I already mentioned, you know, Ben Y, Jana was in there. I mean, it was just amazing. It was, it was such good energy at the end. And um, it just made, it didn't make it me forget some of the earlier experiences, but it was, I was glad that at least at the end, it was it was a pure experience. Um, Louis Becerra says, yo, what's going on? And Tyler says, hey, I love the Chicago vids. My girlfriend has only started running. She asked for some tips on how to get better with breathing. Okay. Um, I would say for, for breathing, there's a couple of ways to, to really do it. Um, I usually time the inhales and exhales with paces. Kind of like if you're, you know, lifting weights in the gym, you know, you want to time your exhales with your, when you're pushing or when you're exerting yourself and then um, inhale on the down, you know, on the, not the relaxing part, but the less strenuous portion of the exercise. Um, so you kind of want to do that, but with running, you're always kind of doing something. So um, the way I think of it is time it with your footsteps, but use a pattern. So sometimes I do in with the nose for two. So like right, left for two, and then out for two. And then it might be in through the nose, out through the nose, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Sometimes it's in two, out one. And then if you're really working hard, it's in one, out one. And so you can play around with those like ins and outs depending on your pace. Uh, and you'll find like a rhythm that kind of works for you. So that's one way uh, that I would recommend people kind of start thinking about breathing as they're running. Mm, Lewis says, Lewis, I love this, the optimism here. Walmsley missed the record by 11 seconds. Kipchoge missed it by 26. And we all know what happened the second time. Yeah, but I feel like what's what's more daunting, um, trying to break two hours and then missing it by 26 seconds and then trying to do it again or missing a 100K record by 11 seconds and then having to train to run and like grind through another six hours and like nine minutes again. 
like I, that like the 100k aspect to it just makes it seem all the more heart rent like gut wrenching to try and attempt again I, I don't know JC Sarah says what's up y'all um what's going on JC um where'd it go um DD said I don't know I, I saw something from DD sorry everybody I missed you um, my mom's here. How's it going, Mom? Hopefully New Jersey's doing well. Uh, Teddy Man Tactico says, like live stream. Awesome, Teddy. David Sachs says, hi, everyone. Lupe Hernandez is here. Benoit says, it was brutal. Oh, yeah, it sure was. Roadrunner Reviews is here. Good to see you again. And David Litzone says, he's only going to be here for a little bit. Need to get some rest. We're being in a break. The time trial's tomorrow, right? Is it a 1K? 1K or is it 3K? I forget what the distance was. Um... Yeah, Lewis says Walmsley went solo since the was it since the 40k mark? Was it? Um, that's a hell of an effort. It is. I thought it was only the I thought he was only alone for the last 30, but I didn't catch like the big chunk in the middle. Eric the Red is here. Says good day, friends. What's going on, Eric? And DD uh, says I bet um, I bet Hoka sales spike this weekend. I mean, I hope so for them. I mean, that's the whole. I mean, that's the whole point. But, you know, marketing slash sport, I think it's a pretty fun combination of stuff. Yeah, and then at the end when um, when he didn't break the record, people were like, he should have worn X percent. <laughs> oh, man. Some people just can't help themselves. You know what we need? I mean, I've been telling you guys how I love that those progressive commercials. Like, we, can, um, we can't stop, help, stop you from being like your parents. You know, and they got that, like, coach where all these young people are acting like their parents. And there's that one spot when uh, they're all at the hardware store, right? They go on like a field trip. And then one woman is like on her phone, speakerphone. She's like, for lunch, I only had a little snack. And then I had a big dinner. And then they're like, oh, look what's going on here. She's using speakerphone in a store. Is that something we should be doing? And then like later on, they're standing by like the light bulbs and a dude with like blue hair walks by. And then the coach goes, we all see it. We all see it. And then one of the guys just can't help himself and goes, that guy has blue hair. Right? I feel like there's, we need, we need like a Nike intervention for some people. Like, we all know what, we know you're thinking it. We know, but this is a Hoka event. Like, keep it to yourself. And people are like, what next percent? Like, they can't help it. I think it's so funny. Um, it's very, very, very funny. Greg at what's going on, Greg? Says, Carbon X was awesome. Seems like every pro in Arizona now training. Now, boys at 10 men are grinding that. Yeah, I mean, this is a good year for Arizona, right? Um, I mean, I feel like Arizona's been getting a lot of good press as far as running just generally with NAZ Elite um, and NAU uh, up there as well um, and, uh, with all the stuff that's going up in Flagstaff. But then, like, you had Marathon Project out in kind of this area as well, Scottsdale-ish area, and then this event as well. That's kind of like the same area, right? Um, I mean, everything's kind of in that same area in, the, in Phoenix, right? Just because it's a desert and just anything that's out there is kind of close, I think. But, like, yeah, it, I mean, I love Arizona. And it even went blue this last election. So, I mean, like, now it's like, oh, is this a place I can actually go again? Um, my last travel trip was to Arizona, too. Um, I was out there for a work conference. Uh, and I do love running up in Arizona. 
great place. Oh, and Baxter says it's so bitter. It was epic YouTube though. It was great. It was great YouTube. I mean, talk about entertaining. That was so entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, ooh, coming down the end. Yeah. Martha says, where did the challenge take place? It was somewhere in Arizona. I, th I thought at some sort of speedway um, and like the general grounds of that speedway. So it was like each loop was seven miles, was it? Something like that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, somewhere, somewhere warm. They said that it was overcast for most of the day, although it looked like they had some shadows to contend, you know, like, so they had some sun to contend with for the last couple of, probably the last lap or so, maybe more than that. But I think the, what, the conditions were pretty good for it. Um, but it was funny because, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how, like, the algorithm fed this event to people, but there was a lot, so many people out there, they were like, I don't understand why you didn't have pacers. Why didn't they just bring in new pacers, like, halfway through the race? Why don't they have that? Why does he have to stop? Why don't they just hand him his waters? Like, I, I was just like, oh, well, there's a lot of people here. People that are like, I mean, I guess with the Breaking 2 project, since it was very different, you know, uh, people, you know, are understanding different things or anticipating different things. But it was a cool event. I mean, I, I think that this is, like, the fact that these kinds of spectacles are happening breaking to the they had the last year's carbon x event i forget what distance was it a 50 mile distance last time and now this 100k event i feel like those are great for the sport um uh, in terms of it I, I still consider it to be relatively like young as far as a professional sport in like the commercial sense of the word is so i feel like these are the kinds of things that you know we it needs to have for it to really develop uh mark sanderson says greetings from atlanta watching wobbly fall short sucked but i think he will take it and get stronger yeah i hope so i hope so i mean the other part of me is like wondering like i, don't, I mean i don't i don't know i'm you know i don't know jim wobbly or what's in his head but it's like at that point are you like you know i feel pretty good about you know coming in second not really breaking the record i got other things that i want to do that are going to take a different level of training you know i don't know if he does that or does is is second fastest ever good enough you know or if you're 11 seconds you're like ah i gotta go back i got unfinished business i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh ben says he, he uh i think puked afterwards as well i mean what other sport is there where the athletes throw up afterwards running is epic <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see him do that, but that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep scrolling down here a little bit. Um, Jody, see you. Good to see you, Jody. I'm, oh, I'm far behind. I got to look at these timestamps. Sorry. I'm just going to scroll down. If you had a question, anyone that's new here, welcome. I'd love to hear where you're from if you're comfortable sharing that. Um, there's no structure for today. We're just hanging out. The big news for today was that 100K attempt that ended literally like within the last hour. So uh, that's kind of on my mind. But if you have any running questions or any questions at all, feel free to drop them in at any time. All right. Innes said, Jim had a quality puke at the end. That guy was trying his hardest out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see him. Uh, I mean, people were giving him a hard time because he kept looking at his watch. And... Um, they were like, stop looking at your watch. You're wasting so much energy. You would have had it. You would have had 11 seconds faster if you stopped looking at your watch so much at the end. 
And uh, Carrie Tolleson, actually, I don't, I, mean, I don't think that the announcers were looking at the chat. Goodness, I hope they weren't. Because that would be embarrassed for all of us as spectators if they did that. But, like, Carrie Tolleson was like, no, no, no. He needs to look at that watch. That's what's keeping him going. He, he, like, knows. He needs to know how close he is to the finish. That's what's letting him know, like, when to, like. And she didn't elaborate it. But, like, that's kind of like, no, no, no. He needs it. He doesn't need to stop looking at it. You need to keep letting him look at it. So I was like, I don't know that I agree with that. But I felt like it was a really interesting perspective. And I've certainly been. I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that, where I'm like, when is this going to be over? You know? <laughs> Stephen Gershaw says, competitive eating is another sport where athletes throw up after. Here's the, I mean, uh, maybe you guys know. Like, if you're in, in the hot dog eating contest, for example, like, there has to be some sort of, like, period of time where you don't throw up before it's still counted. As, but, but, like, if you throw up, like, an hour later, I presume it's still a win. But if you, like finished and then immediately threw up that wouldn't probably count as a win right i'm not sure chris Yao says my son esteban is here visiting this weekend he's being forced to watch his first live stream. well welcome esteban i hope you enjoy it's a it's a pretty fun group here um joey says can claim drinking as a sport as i have known to drink if i put in a big effort <laughs> uh that's funny uh uh, Curtis Lost says, hey, chat and Kofuzi, so happy today. Softening endorphin speed, finally available in Brazil. Oh, that's cool. Wow, it took a long time for it to get to you guys. Oh, but I hope you enjoy it. It's a fun shoot, really fun shoot. Um, I don't know how to say that. Jan, CHR period. What is that for? What does that mean? Jan, CHR, Harem, Peterson. Um, I'm trying to think of what that would, what is that abbreviation? Anyway, Hyperion Tempo versus Turbo 2. Mmm, I th I mm, that's a close one. I really like the Turbo 2. Um I might give it to the Turbo 2 for that one. The the DNA Flash and the Hyperion Tempo is a pretty special foam, but that Turbo 2 has so much versatility. You can use it for long slow runs. I mean, I've done like moderate 20 milers in it. Um, and you can use it for speed work. You could use it on the track. There's just so much you can do with that shoe. So I'd go with that one. Um, let's see. Ramiro Valdez says, Hi, Co from Guatemala and Central America. Awesome. You sent a question. Ooh, let me see if I can find it. Mm, read Morris in the meantime. Read Morris says, Just ran 14 in the speeds this morning. Still the best. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can find that. Sorry, I don't see the question right away. If you want to, can you type it again? Sorry about that. Uh, and then I'll find it. Um, all right. Ilya Kim says, I personally think the event is incredibly boring to watch us because it's six plus hours and there's no crowd. I mean, there's certainly that, but... Um, yeah, I think that if there were more competitors, I think that would have made it a little bit different. And if it were, you know, a championship-style race rather than when there was more strategy involved, rather than like trying to beat a world record, because I feel like the the approach and the race that the the event dynamics changed considerably because of that. Um, but what was funny is one of the announcers where I don't I didn't like the other, the the male the older guy announcer um, as much, and he was like. People were asking me, what are we going to talk about for six hours? But we found a way to talk about something for six hours. And I was like, 
Were you, were people doubting doubting you? I feel like that shouldn't be a doubt in your mind if you're going to take on this job. <laughs> All right. Um, CS2 says, hi from Hong Kong. Oh, what's going on, CS? Welcome. Yeah, Mark Sanderson is like, I think he uses the watch as a motivator to keep pushing. Yeah, that's what Carrie Tolleson was saying, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, Frank says, I don't know why they didn't have the kilometers slash miles info on the infographics. I think I think that was a surprise, too. Um, and, and that's definitely something that a lot of people complained about uh, in, in the chat. Uh, or, or like, you know, what are the, where are the splits? Because I remember, you know, there was that event, there was that triathlon event in Daytona. It wasn't triathlon, but it was a run, bike, swim event, in, right? It wasn't triathlon brand event in Daytona. And they were saying that, like, the company that put that on really nailed it. There was just constantly on-screen graphics of some sort. Um, so you had a sense of what was going on aside from what the camera was showing you. And so I thought that that was pretty cool. But I think that at some point, I don't know, maybe they had always planned on it, but like towards the end of the broadcast, at least the part that I caught at the end, like it looked like they were doing a lot more split screen of like the men and female uh, of leaders, where in the beginning I felt like it was very heavy, like on, you know, you only saw one or the other. Now, personally, I didn't like that as much because I just thought, I don't know, um, it was harder for me to watch because I was looking at my phone because it just made my image smaller. Um, and so like, I preferred it to have one or the other. And here, here's the other thing that I think is like a missed opportunity. And I, I know it probably makes the production, uh, of it, like, uh, an order of magnitude more difficult. You're, you're broadcasting this on YouTube, right? So why not give us like two feeds, a men's and a women's feed? You can use the same audio for both, but like, and have the commentators just like comment on both. So you don't need like a second commentating team, but just you're, you've got a camera on each already. But someone in a control booth is like clicking this one, that one, or maybe like both split screen, you know, so there's someone's at a control booth con controlling it. But when it's on YouTube, just post both up and then you can have a third one, you know, so like just have like three live streams at the same time. So I, I don't know. That's that's where the, there's a lot of things that I think you can do with it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like. I don't know, like maybe like even just getting it up there might have been an, a, an accomplishment depending on what kind of team and infrastructure they could have had available for an event like this in a time like this. So I was just happy to see a race. Martha says, remember man versus food? Is that still on TV? Adam, whatever his name was, had to quit. It was obviously affecting him. Yeah, he did quit. But I think he has another food show now. Yeah, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's on TV anymore, but there are others who have like kind of taken up that torch, I think. Teddy Man asks, Kofuzi, have you ever run backwards? It's awesome as long as you can guarantee that you won't hit against any object along the way. I did it, but on low paces and for quite a period of time. I've never done it for a long period of time. I've heard it suggested to people to try like if uh, things go really, um, if things get really messed up during a marathon and you're having a hard time your legs are locking up like running backwards doing some skipping like doing some lateral strides you know um or like side gallop kind of things or ways to kind of like maybe reset your legs if you're having a hard time um so that's something that i've seen done i've seen it as a drill to like you know you know run backwards quick steps kind of thing um, but i haven't really tried doing it for a long distance the closest thing to that i would say that i do is occasionally i will if i have a nice flat straight I'll close my eyes and run. 
<laughs> Christopher Rochelle says, I was trying to convince my partner how amazing Bob Campanian's uh, pukes were during the 95 Olympic trials. She wasn't on board after we watched the video. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not aware of that. I have to go look that up. <laughs> all right, let's scroll back down to the bottom here. Um, all right. Yeah, Affluent Journey says, did you watch any of the Hoka live stream? Yeah, we were talking about it. We've been talking about it. Um, I watched the beginning. I didn't catch the start, but I watched about at the hour mark. I watched for about an hour or so then, and then I caught the last like 20 minutes pretty incredible and then I, I was like kind of like jumping in here and there in between that too but you know, you know Saturday's a lot of family stuff mm. oh okay Mr. Ram says uh, great to see you and Jameis on IG live the other day look forward to the collab at some point this year yeah I mean we're we're talking about some stuff to do projects so um, I'm I'm usually the holdup because I'm bad at returning communications. So I have to check to see if there's any been any developments on that end. But um, yeah, I was uh, working on yesterday's video, just sitting in this seat. And then I saw that Jameson was going live. So I just hopped in and he's like, you got to get in on this video. So I was like, okay, let's hop in. So I was only in there for a couple of minutes, but it was fun. It was good to see him. Uh, he was in good spirits, which is always good to see. It makes my day when I see him in good spirits. Um... What is this LMFF? That's quite a avatar you got there, LMMF. It's like a, a weird sketch of someone stretching. It looks like someone stretching. I gotta do it this way. Someone stretching down there. May I ask how often you will take a bath if you're running to the office? Um, I usually don't. Um, so there's a couple of things that I've done. I mean, I've done it occasionally. I got a membership to a gym downtown. And so, like, if I really knew I was going to be gross, I would run to the gym and take a shower there. So I've done that occasionally. Um, my running buddy, he has a shower, like, his in his building. The, like, his office building, there's a gym that goes to that office building, and the office building tenants can use it. So he does that. Um, but um, the, the baby just woke up from a nap. Um, and she's grumpy. And then whenever the baby cries, it upsets the dog. So it's a little bit of noise back here. But um, frequently I would run commute like in colder weather. So I don't run commute as much when it's like super, super hot out. Um, and so I do it in the colder weather. So by the time I get there, it's usually, it's always an easy run uh, or I take it easy. And so I get there, if I'm a little bit gross, I have like the body wipes. So that's kind of like, that's what we do. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. And not really Hank answers, Jamison Michaels weightlifting? Is it, is that what he was doing? I don't think that's what he was, I think he was on the track that day. So, um, yeah. Mark B says, what's the best running scheme to follow for getting running top speed and getting better endurance? I want to get the most out of my time. I'm 17 years old and pretty fit. Um, yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning. It was like the Coop running podcast it's like an ultra running podcast but um not that i'm necessarily listening to a lot of ultra running podcasts but i was listening to that one because he interviewed steven seiler who's a sports scientist pretty famous dude um and uh i talked a lot about kind of this idea and he says for longer distance like long distance running or cycling or rowing activities 
generally the best indicator for performance is amount of time training. I mean, regardless of like micro schema, you know, what are, what are the special killer workouts that you're doing, things like that. He's like, just time, time working is usually the strongest indicator. And I think that for, if you're 17 years old and pretty fit, my suggestion is you just run more, add more mileage in a safe way so that you don't get hurt. But running more is, is going to be the answer that I give you. That's going to help. I mean, at 17 years old, pretty fit, like with whatever you're, uh, I'm assuming you're in cross country or your track, you're in a team or where you're going to be running and training under the guidance of a coach um, and racing a lot. So I would say that's probably going to handle your speed. But for your endurance and to help you close out your races in terms of building aerobic engine, just run a lot of easy miles. That's what's going to help you a lot. Um, all right. Cooper Davis says, all the Adidas 2021 look exactly the same as each other. They do. I like that. I mean, I think there should be symmetry or like a consistency in the theme. Like um, it bothers me, for example, today, like the New Balance, the video I made is New Balance Beacon 3 versus the 880. Those two shoes don't match. They don't like look like each other. You know, I feel like there should be like a look, that, a, lang a design language that permeates the line um, for, that, for that year. I mean, they do it with cars all the time. Um, so like... Uh, I think that's nice, but I haven't seen the Boston. I still haven't seen any images of the Boston 10 yet, but the Adazera and Adios 2, I don't think that they look the same as like the, the Ultra Boost 21. So like, I don't think that there's that much symmetry in the design language there, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I'll have to look for it. Mm, Ilya Kim says, at my new work, we have luxury of a gym with sauna and everything. Too bad it's pandemic and I'm on remote. I mean, that sounds nice. That sounds really nice. Yeah, I mean, there was a time, like when I had my last office built out, I didn't have it built out, but I was like looking at, you know, when I was looking at renting it, I was like, how much would it cost to have like a uh, like a, a bathroom put in here with a shower? And they're like, this is how much it costs. I'm like, ah, I can't justify that as really as a business expense because I'm be the only one that really uses it. But wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> That's really cool. Ramiro says, or here's Ramiro's question. I have pain on the inner part of my left knee. Every time I lift to my right leg, my left to my right leg, like forming a number four, I feel the pain. Do you feel the same pain on your knee? Any advice? I don't have any advice for you. That's very different than the pain that I felt on my knee. So um, I can't help you with that. It's beyond my set of experiences. Sorry, Ramiro. Dr. Funk says, Mike, have you heard of Tempo Talks podcast? It's a great podcast. Uh, I believe so. Or I think maybe, am I confusing that? Is that the one with the Australian guy? Or I think I'm, I think I'm confusing that with something else. Hmm. I'll have to see. Um, Reed says, to see the similarity in the Adidas models for 21, check out the Boston 10, Adazir X, and Adazir Adios Pro 2. Yeah, I'll have to look at those. I mean, I see the similarity in the Adazero X and the Adios Pro 2. Um, and I'm glad there should be similarity between those, you know, I think. But hmm, Boston 10, I'll have to look for it. People have been mentioning that they've been seeing it, but I haven't seen anything yet. Um, Jody says to Ramiro, have a scan. It's most likely bursitis of the knee. Dr. Joe on YouTube has some good videos. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Ramiro, what I would, I mean, what I would do, given like the current like situation of the world, 
is uh, I'd probably just start Googling your symptoms. I mean, that could be a rabbit hole, and that could lead you to a lot of bad information too. But um, just kind of get some ideas and narrow it down. If kind of everything that you're looking at is like, yeah, you're going to have to need to see a doctor about that, that gives you an idea. If there's a lot of videos that are out there that are or articles that are out there like, yeah, this is something you can fix at home. You just got to do these tweaks. Then that gives you an idea. I'm not saying any one of those things are necessarily going to be right, but that's kind of like that was, that was my approach. I mean, maybe it's not the most prudent thing to do, but as a layperson who doesn't really want to go seek medical attention right now, that's what I did. Affluent Journey says, can you beat SJD in the half? No, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he could run a 21K faster than I could run a 15K, I think. So I think that's kind of like the difference. He'd have to give me 6K of a head start, and then I might be able to beat him. My half PR is like 126 or something like that. Maybe 127. I think it's like 126. So, yeah. So I am only uh, 22 minutes behind him. Yeah, so I need about like 5 or 6K if I had start. Carrie <laughs> uh. Smith says, are you picking up the Ultra Boost 21? Yes, I will. It doesn't come out in the U.S. till the end of the month as far as I know. I looked for him the other day. Someone tweeted me about him and I was like, are you going to get these? And I was like, yeah. Well, he was like, when is your video coming out? I was like, oh, I don't even have the shoe yet. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, but it's I'm not like super in a rush to get them. Um, but you know I definitely will pick them up. I did like the Ultra Boost 20 a lot. It didn't feel like an Ultra Boost, so maybe that's why I liked it so much. But um, it'll be really weird. I think this one's going to be really weird. I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. That's maybe why I'm not so excited about it. So we'll see. Ben Browning is here. Good to see you, Ben. All right. Dr. Funk 1216 says, do you think he could beat Seth in the 100 meters? No. I don't I don't think that there's a race that I could beat Seth in. I mean, like, because normally I would say, like, all right, just keep extending the distance, and then maybe I've got a shot at beating a person. But, like, no, there's not a distance because he's coming from ultra distances down to, or at least trail races from down to, like, road races. So there's there's, there's just no way. There's no race that I think I could beat him in. And Bob Percy says, SJD is faster than Ben Parks. Is he? Yeah, I don't really know how fast Ben Parks is. I mean, I know Ben Parks. I mean, both of those guys are in a, in, a, in a place where, like, I don't do the math for how fast they are because I'm just like, they're, they're, they're just uh, ridiculous fast. So it's like, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, so I don't even know. Mm. Ben Browning says, Mike, a V2 query. Hitting 60 plus goal, I'm 50. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't, is there a, oh, where's, going my, where's my camera? What's going on here? My camera's fine. Something's going on with my internet here, I think. Sorry, guys. Some internet issues here. Sorry about that. Ah, all right, back. Sorry about that. Some internet issues. I had to uh, basically disconnect and come back. All right. 
Um, <laughs> you guys have so so many funny questions. Um, let's see, where were some of those questions? All right, Ben Browning's question was: He is fifty years old in VF two fifty nine. Oh yeah, to get sixty plus. Yeah, I mean, if you're only one away, then just a little bit more work and you'll get there. I think. I mean, that's impressive. Good work. Um, let's see. Uh, Lewis says, oh, okay. Well, here you go. Frank says, Ben Parks marathon is 240. Oh, and SJD is 220-ish. Ben Parks is a 240. I thought he was faster than that. I, I almost said almost, o only 240. But like 240 is an amazingly fast speed. Uh, interesting. Gary Beattie is from Manchester, UK. 13 miles while snowing this morning. Ooh, snow on your eyes isn't pleasant. I know the feeling. But isn't it fun to run in the snow? I just love running in the snow. Even when it's like the weird pelting kind and it really hurts your face. Even that, I feel like, is like... It's like it makes for a good story, I feel like. But um, I do love running in the snow. But 13 miles is a long right way to run in the snow. Good on you, Gary. Uh, all right. Affluent Journeys did 10 miles and 126 yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the 126 is a race. I was in peak fitness, so like I don't think I could do uh, Could I do 10 miles in 120 in 126? I think I did 10 miles this week in 90 minutes. On my I think that was that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I did. I also did 10 miles yesterday in one I think like 130. Yeah. Frank says, "Can you beat Seth at the pole vault?" I think I could beat him at the pole vault. I could probably high jump better than Seth. I could prob probably long jump better than Seth. I mean, I have had, haven't had any practice in a while, any of those events, but I think I could probably give me like a couple hours, you know, <laughs> and I think I think we could work that out. Um, but, I mean, that, that's about it. Steven thinks I could beat him on the 100 meters. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Dr. Fong wants to know, could you have beat him in tax law knowledge, though? Possibly. I know very little about tax law, so... I don't know. <laughs> these are these are funny questions. <laughs> uh, Jody says, "Have you checked out the in the long run channel?" Uh, yeah, yeah. Jo Dr. Josh, he's super fast. Um, what is Dr. Josh's speed? He's in like American development. He's in that level of speed. So. Uh, I don't know what his marathon time was. He was working on a big build-up for last year's Chicago Marathon. That's when I first kind of started watching his videos. Um, let's see. Mark B says, is there a way to measure VO2 max at home? Um, not directly. Not in the, like, put a face mask on. Like, there's no, like, face mask you can buy and, like, hook it out to a computer. Oh, I suppose one could do that. But, I mean, that'd be pretty expensive, I think. Uh, and there's not really like a commercially available kit for that. It's mostly for labs. Um, I think though what a lot of people have are their watches will estimate it. Um, Garmin does it by looking at like all of your training, like your heart rate and your uh, your exertion, like over all your training, and it will update it like dynamically for you. Pol some Polar watches um, have a feature where it'll give you basically like a, a mimicked VO2 max test where you kind of run and it gets incrementally faster and faster and faster until you can't run anymore. And then it spits out a number for you. So those, that's usually what people are talking about. KU Mamiya says, Spencer Brown will work all of them. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. What is what is Spencer though? Is he a half miler? He's a half miler, right? I don't remember what was his event in college, um, but for sure he's uh, I think almost literally half my age, as well. So that's something to think about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was watching a video. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched any Everett Silva videos, and that every time I watch any of his videos, I just instantly feel really old. One he had one where he was shot. I think he was shotgunning white claws, which just seems like a really weird like uh, yin and yang, masculine, feminine weird thing to do. But he was shotgunning. I think white claws with his dad. He was like shotgunning with my dad, and. Um, He's like, my dad's forty. My my dad's forty-two, and I was like, oh, that's like my age. So there we go. That was interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Ellie says, I was watching the Hoka thing and messing with the bike and almost missed the live stream. Yeah, I saw you in there, Jeff. I was. Uh, I I don't remember when it was in there, but I definitely saw you in the chat there. All right, let's go to some chat from after the um after the freeze. Let's see. Uh, Andreas Kaluza says, how old are you, Kafuzi? I'm 41. Yep. Um. Oh, Roadrunner Reviews asks, have you ever had a shoe you really hated and then found out it was your go-to shoe later on? Mine is the Adidas SL20 2.0. Oh, really? I still haven't picked up the SL22 yet. I just, I just wish they would call it something else. Just like, we're, we've all been calling it the version 2, but adidas just calls it the sl20 which i think is weird um yeah so that's interesting i've had shoes that i like i've come around on a lot of hokas um but none, never that i was like this sucks and then we're like oh man i really like this shoe um yeah that's cool i'm glad you're liking it um and then we saw something here um from a follow-up on uh, on uh, athlete special, saying where to go. That he's a miler. Uh, yeah, Spencer is a miler. His greatest life. Oh, that's right. He made a big movie about going under four. Um, I don't think I've seen that one, but I know that. Yeah, that was a big deal for him. Um, very cool. Very cool. Robin Ronquillo says, "What's going on, Robin?" Says, "I just picked up the collab shirt. Should be here Tuesday. Awesome. Very cool. I think that." Um, larges and XLs are sold out. There's still some mediums left and then smalls and extra smalls. So that's what's left. I'm worried about the extra smalls. I think there's a lot of those left. We'll see how it goes. Um, Jet Gogi says, or Koji, says, just watch a video breaking that, that 220 minus age thing. Apparently there's like not science behind it. The citations are bad. Hmm. Interesting. Teddy Man says, Pro Direct Running gives us the option to write our name from four letters on the SL20s. Really? How do you do that? I don't have to look at that. Um, two, 2310 Lamby. I'm sure I said that wrong. Looking at that, trying to figure out what that is. It says, do beginners need a tempo shoe as well as daily trainer? I have the 1080 V10. Um, I think it depends on what you mean by beginner. Uh, I think that it's helpful to have more than one shoe, depending on if you're running more than three days a week, I think it's helpful to have more than one shoe, whether it needs to be a tempo shoe. 
is up to you. I think that probably what's the most prudent thing for most um, people that are uh, working on like developing their fitness would be to have either another daily trainer or maybe something that's in the max cushion category. But you have the 1080 V10, which I normally put into the max cushion category. And so um, I would say like if you looked at something that was kind of like a speedier daily trainer or a tempo shoot, I think that would be a lot of fun for you. Um, but also would give you something else to kind of give that 1080 V10 a little bit of a break so that you, you're not uh, constantly just beating up that one shoe. Uh, Matt Mateos, where did that go? Matt Mateos says, what do you suggest for a marathon? Zoom Fly 3, Pegasus 37, maybe shooting for a sub 3. I'd rather go with the Zoom Fly 3 than the Peg on that one. Um, just because I feel like the Zoom Fly 3, it's got the carbon fiber plate in it. Uh, they both have React Phone and a bunch of it. Uh, but I think I'd rather just be in the Zoom Fly 3 than the Pegasus because it's a little bit more race oriented than the Peg 37 is. Um, yeah. Leona says, I personally appreciate the extra small size. My mom does too. So my mom got one, uh, an extra small. So there's so I knew that there would be some people that, that would want it. So I'm glad that there were some there. Um... JC says, I don't trust Garmin for heart rate data. What should I make of the VO2 max info? I don't buy it. I mean, if you don't trust the heart rate data, like for example, I can't get a good reading from my wrist. And so um, if I only had a wrist heart rate monitor, like from the watch, um, then it's gonna be off because it's gonna think that you're constantly running at like a near max heart rate level all the time. So, and that's gonna affect um, your reading. So if that heart rating heart rate is off, then the data that flows therefrom will also be off. Uh, all right, let's do a couple more. Uh, Jeff Elliott says, if you were going to recommend another daily option to diehard Pegasus fan, what would it be? Beacon. That's the one I would. The other one to look at, and this is it, I, I'm disappointed that they discontinued making it though, but if you ever find one, is the Odyssey React Flyknit, or technically the Odyssey React 2 that had Flyknit in it. It was a weird naming system that they had for it but that one to me i felt like when they were going to make a, the peg 37 i thought it was going to feel more like that shoe because that shoe feels like a peg like more like a pegasus than the pegasus 37 does to me the thing with that shoe though is, is the sizing was off so i would size up but um those were the two be the two that i like really recommend um for a diehard pegasus fan mm. Danny Man says, before I started running and realized that this sport has its own shoes, I own three pairs of Flyknits for powerlifting. I totally flattened them. Yeah, I, um, I worry when, I mean, not that I go to the gym very much, but anytime that I do, I worry, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't wear running shoes or like my shoes that I'm still actively training in for these because I'm worried that like, it's not that it's going to flatten them, but that it's going to load them in a different way than I'm running in them. And I was, that was something that would concern me. But in reality, I probably wasn't lifting anything heavy enough to make a real difference. Uh, Andreas wants to know, what's my max heart rate level? I think when I did the VO2 max test on the Polar Watch, I think it was 181. Um, which at the time was when I was 40, which is only one off of 220 minus 180. 
or 220 minus age. So. Mm. Spence wants to know, anyone else use Wahoo for heart rate monitors? I've used a Wahoo ticker. I think it was a chest strap. It worked. It, it, I mean, it works great. It was accurate as far as I can tell, and it was a good price. But it was big. It was, that was the only thing I didn't like about it. Romero says, since April of 2020, I've only been running on a treadmill. I bought it because of the pandemic. Good move. No outdoor runs. Do you think much treadmill runs can hurt the joints? I run four to five times per week. Um, I don't I don't think so because the treadmill, if anything, is going to be easier on your joints because it's softer. There's a natural like bounce to it um, that uh, even if it's not, if it doesn't have like a specific shock system, it's just, it gives a lot more than pavement does. If you're worried about it being bad on your joints, what I would do is occasionally have kind of like most treadmills have like the random hill thing where it like sometimes it goes incline goes up and then a lot, not as much up and then really high up and then it just bounces around. I would set it to that and do that, you know, like once a week or so. Um, cause then that will just load your legs a little bit differently. And so that way that'll like, ease off some parts of your joints and load other parts of your joints. So I think that would be, I think that would be good if you're concerned about that. 2310 says, why does Maffetone get so much hate? I don't know, but he gets a lot. It makes people grumpy, really grumpy. Um, but you know. Adrian Castro says, favorite workout to improve speed? Um, probably my favorite is one that kind of looks like Yasso 800s. Um, but my favorite workout, if like if I'm like I have a workout that I like to do for 5Ks, it's probably not a really great 5K workout, but I use it to kind of tune up a little bit. I go and do a total of 5K worth of work at my goal marathon pace. So, you know, it's faster than like what I'm currently able to do, um, but it gets me used to running at my goal race pace. And so it's five 800s, and then the last rep is a, a 1,000. So it's a total of 1,000 uh, meters of work with like a uh, 100 meter jog in between each one. So that's one that I like to do. Um, I was looking at something, I was looking up Yasso 800s, um, trying to figure out like how to do them. And, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Yasso 800, it's basically like if you want to run a three-hour marathon, you need to do a, a be able like a good like test, uh, not only um, a strength workout like a, a strengthening workout like a speed workout, but also a good like kind of like dipstick. Uh, are you ready to run that marathon pace? Is if you can do like eight to ten by 800 at your kind of like marathon number. So if your goal marathon is three hours, your 800s need to be at three minutes so it's kind of like the same number not units but like the same number um and so like if you can't do that then you're not ready to run that marathon pace yet but if you can do it that means you are ready to run that marathon pace so like that's an interesting workout and the reason i was looking up is like what is the rest for those and as far as i can tell the rest for those is supposed to be the same amount of time as your rep so it's an equal distribution of one-to-one -one work and rest so if it's three minutes for the work, three minutes jog rest. So I feel like that's something we were talking about the other day in the live stream is like, how do you figure out the rests? So, um, yeah, I might do some Yasso 800s for a workout. I think that'd be fun once like the track melts a little bit more. Um, all right. I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Um, 
tomorrow's video is going to be about the Carbon X2. I'm pretty excited about it. I really like it. So um, that'll be tomorrow. And then we'll do another live stream in the afternoon. Same time, 3 p.m. Central Time right here on YouTube. Hopefully I'll see you guys again tomorrow. And thank you just again one more time uh, for being such a, a great community of people to hang out with every day. Um, the chat here is an amazing place. And I really like being here. Thank you guys for being great. I really appreciate it. All right. In the meantime, till I see you guys again, be safe out there. Thanks.